This is an RSN Racing and Sport production. This is the Saturday Night Harness Preview with Dan Malecki and Rob Orbach. Hello everyone, welcome to the Saturday Night Harness Preview. I'm Dan Malicki. Rob Orber joins me uh, to look at a very exciting program at Melton. Hello Rob. Hi Dan, hi everyone. Uh, certainly a very exciting program. Uh, we have the stars uh, appearing at uh, Melton with Catch a Wave and the Lost Storm. We've got a terrific uh, supporting program right throughout the night and I'm looking forward to uh, a good quality race uh, meeting. We've got a few short price favourites, but I think there's also some races there that we can uh, hopefully uh, zone in on a couple of winners uh, that can get us off to a a good start uh, for uh, not only this weekend, but for next week as well. And, of course, we wouldn't be able to do the show if it wasn't through the support of the Victoria Harness Racing Club and RSN. You could be listening to it live after the Friday night uh, race meeting or very early on a Saturday morning uh, or on the socials through RSN or Harness Racing Victoria and through their websites um, that you're able to get a link from as well. Whichever avenue that you are taking, we hope you are enjoying and are able to get a winner. And the Victoria Harness Racing Club... uh, uh, they've got one particular place that would be a pretty special place to be watching um, the uh, marquee horses such as Catch a Wave and the Lost Storm on uh, on Saturday night. Yes, Dan, uh, the club lounge for the Victorian Harness Racing Club alongside Harness Racing Victoria. I've got a beautiful facility there at Melton and we certainly... Uh, once again, encourage all of our uh, participants, especially now that we're leading up to uh, the spring and some of the great races with the Vic Bread and, of course, the Breeders' Crown coming up. What a great way to watch the races from the club lounge. So um, there's still plenty of time to, to buy your social club membership to give you access to that room and uh, and, and virtually rub shoulders with all the, uh, the winning owners and owners of horses that are engaged on the race meeting. Let's have a look at the opening event on the program. It's the Allied Express Pace. We Better Believe It is an early scratching number six, uh, but it looks like a race that's got a number of chances here. It's, it looks open enough. Yeah, no doubt, Danny. It's a, it is a very open race, and I, I, I tend to agree. There, there's quite a number of chances, and it might be a case of trying to uh, pick the uh, the eyes out of it and finding some value. There's certainly uh, one or two there that I feel like are going to be certainly way over the odds. Uh, trying to work this race out, what happens here at the start's an interesting one. Celeso Matuka, not noted to have brilliant gate speed these days from the pole position. You've got Major Collect, who probably goes better when not used out at a gate. Sweet Passion, a little bit the same, does begin quick. And then you've got, what did you say, from out wide. So, And even maybe a horse like Cemetery Bay might even press forward to have a little bit of a look. But it's a, a race where... Uh, I couldn't really work out how this race was going to unfold at the start uh, from the front row perspective, but I have tipped number 10, Platinum Stride, on top. Look, he's been going pretty well. Look, his last run, I thought, uh, behind Arg was full of merit. He was uh, put into the race, worked around him three wide um, into the breeze, and I thought he battled on pretty strongly. His form overall has been pretty consistent, and I think he'll run well, number 10, Platinum Stride. Horses that caught my eye, certainly two major collect last start. He made a finish 10th in a field of 12, but he did savage the line. His form before that was pretty good. Fourth behind Star Celebrity, who uh, franked that form with a good win last week. Third behind Dana Moore. I think major collect comes into this race really well. Three-sweet passion. 
Never really know where to stand with this horse. Uh, look, you know, when he gets used out of the gate, at times he just doesn't finish it off the way he should. Last start, you know, he was okay. Didn't really uh, overly impress me. But at the same time, I suppose the front row here allows him to use his gate speed to get into the race. And there is one horse here, I think, that's way over the odds. I'll certainly be having something on him. He's at $34. Uh, his number 11 post game. I'm not really sure why he's at price. He's a really good horse. I mean, he's had wins over Serge Blanco and Where Seggy. You only have to go back two runs ago, uh, back in April when he produced that win. Uh, he defeated uh, our Uncle Jim and he's chased home some really good horses. He's just way over the odds at $34. That's giving the horse no respect whatsoever. So 10 to 3 and 11 in race one. Oh, I like the 10 each way as well, the Rob Platinum stride, 10, 3, 1 and 8. And post-game at those odds, um, gee, it, it, you almost feel obliged to have something on. As you said, he's taken some big scalps before. He could be a little vulnerable with room to improve after not having raced for a little while, but uh, they do look juicy odds indeed. Well, that's race number one, the Allied Express pace. Race two, the City of Melton, my lightning blue free-for-all. It's one of the major races on the program. He's the son of a gun, the scratching, so Lark Captain gets a run and catch a wave. Can he bounce back after that uh, uh, defeat first up as a very short price favourite? Look, he's won six from seven over the, uh, the sprint course. Uh, we know he's a brilliant horse. He's got a mile rate of 148.8, as we know from his performances uh, at Menangle uh, when he took out the Miracle Mile. So uh, I think from a uh, sprint course perspective and the class perspective, he's heading to the Eureka. I think he can bounce back here at number 11, catch a wave. But I suppose we've still got to just keep in mind that, you know, he still might be at least uh, another three weeks away before he's totally uh, at peak uh, peakness. But, look, he, he's the horse to beat. I, I'm not game enough to tip against him. I certainly thought there was one horse here that... I think he's going really well. I love the way he savaged the line last start, and that was number one interest-free. He does have some speed outside him, but he can hold up here from the pole position to be pretty prominent. I generally think he's got a, a genuine place chance in the race and, you know, a little blowout, hope, number one interest-free. I think he's way over the odds again. Um, two bulletproof boy. He's just a, a short-course specialist. Uh, look, last start wasn't bad. Terrific at Ballarat, third up. Drawn two, I've got to put him in as a definitely a place chance and always a, a little blowout hope. And of course, number eight, better isolate, who's going to be pegs dominated here. And uh, if he's three back to pegs, uh, you know, if he gets out, you know, he's going to be flying home. So 11, certainly like the, uh, I'm going to be following interest free. I think there's a win for this horse very soon. Two and eight, 11, one, two and eight for mine for race two. Yeah, I, I can't tip against Catch a Wave. And there's one thing about Catch a Wave. Um, he, I think he's a great chaser. You only have to go back to that Mercury 80 final earlier on this year, coming from way off the pace. Uh, it was some sort of a performance. He can chase pretty good. Um, so he might have to make the mid-race move and go around them and sit park, but he's good enough to do that. Uh, clearly, his Miracle Mile run suggests that. And with uh, room to improve, I think Catch a Wave is the horse to beat. And to be truthful, Rob, after his first up run, when he, he got to the front and he, he seemingly switched off, if he did sit parked outside of them, he, he'd probably chase better anyway. So 11 on top. Uh, eight better isolate, one interest free for all the points you made, and five wears the gold, 11, 8, 1, and 5. But it's a really good race, as is the third event tab. Download the app three-year-old pace. The Lost Storm is uh, an elite three-year-old. No question, no arguments, but Son of Mac is really good, and I reckon he'll lead, 
He'll run some time, and the Lost Storm's got to be right on his game here. Yeah, look, I'm really looking forward to the race. It's uh, it's going to be an exciting race, and I think we're going to find out a little bit more about a couple of other horses too. You know, horses like Final Collect and Louie Louie and and Doug's Platter, just as and Techie's watching where, you know, how how far behind are these uh, this group of three rolls behind? You know, what we think might be the elite horse, uh, the Lost Storm, and we've got this emerging horse, Son of Mac. They're both. Very exciting animals. Uh, at the end of the day, the Lost Storm has got the record from a time perspective. Uh, you know, he's won 10 from 12. He's a winner of 247,000. He went to Albion Park. Uh, he had two runs there and, and performed exceptionally well uh, to take out the Queensland Derby. He went 155-2 over the 26.80, which is unbelievable times. And, uh, look, he, he's a class horse. We, we know that. Very exciting. I'm tipping him on top. But we've got to respect Six Son of Mac. He's had 15 starts for the seven wins uh, since coming across from New Zealand. He's had four starts here in Australia. All of them have resulted in wins. They've all been good, strong performances. But now he needs to measure up against uh, a horse of the calibre of the Lost Storm. Uh, Techie's watching number four for third. He's uh, won five from seven. He, uh, he's had the one run when he won at Kilmore, defeating Got to Have a Hobby. Uh, look, he went around uh, late last year. He chased home the school captain in the Breeders' Crown Final when finishing fourth. We know he's a very good horse and he gets to be tested here. This campaign is a three-roll against horses of the calibre of the Lost Storm. So it'll be interesting to see where he actually sits on the pecking order. And five Doug's platter. You can't fault this horse. He's just such an honest horse. He continues to race well and I'm expecting him to go well. I'm keen to see what the final collect does as well. We know we've seen him sit off the speed and hit the line really strongly. His last couple of runs, you can just forget about those performances. He's had no luck and this small field will give him a chance to just really, I suppose, uh, demonstrate what he's capable of doing as well. But nine on top ahead of six, four, five and eight. Uh, nine on top for me, nine, six, seven and eight. But I, I think it's a highlight. I'm really looking forward to the third race. Uh, the fourth event is the uh, Amarillan Harness Breeders Victoria Amarillan Matriarch Pace uh, Heat number one. Uh, Rikiro Rebel was, was terrific, dominant, winning last start, two for two this prep, but it's a short price favourite. Yeah, she's going well, isn't she, Dan? Uh, she's a four-year-old. She's had 14 starts for, for three wins and five placings. And... You know, she continues to sort of step up. I mean, her two wins this campaign, probably against, you know, some lesser opposition to some of these, but at the same time, Gorn and Operative Line are both really nice horses. So Rikiro Rebel was able to put uh, those two horses away. And if you go back, uh, you know, in February this year, she went around in a, in a mare's race there, um, got beaten four and a half metres behind So What and Monomia, and I think that uh, that form line is really strong, in particular from what we've seen this time and even in recent weeks. So Rikiro Rebel looks the horse to beat. Uh, we've obviously got the interesting runner that's come down from um, from Queensland in, in Red Tricks. She comes here with really strong credentials. She's won 11 from 43. She's a winner of over 100,000. She's got a best mile rate of 152.3 over the uh, uh, against her, her her name as a as a career uh, best and and you know she's uh, she's got race experience over a horse of the caliber of uh, Rikiro Rebel but look you know the Barry draw probably suggests the four's clearly the horse to beat Rikiro Rebel ahead of uh, number nine Red Tricks really keen to see how she measures up here. 
I've put in six norms lady who I thought ran really well last week. Uh, you've got to respect her. We know she's a quality mare. And at number five, Young, Gifted and Black, who's also getting a little bit fitter with each of her performances for fourth. But four, nine, six and five for race number four. Yeah, and I've uh, I've put uh, Rikiro Rebel on top. I thought she was one of the better bets of the night, Rob. Four, six, nine and three. Race five, the happy 18th Dan Matthews pace. The scratching beach memories has come out of the race here. It actually doesn't make it any easier, though. I thought they've almost all got winning chances. Yeah, very true, Dan, very true. It's a race that I'm a little bit cautious of. Um, I've sort of been singing the praises of Whiskey Cavalier. I, I, I didn't mind his run first up when second behind Jillaby Nitro. Wasn't really sure what to make of it last week, but I suppose when you run 27-1 and 27-2 the last two quarters of 54-3, it's impossible to be making ground. And probably on face value when you're watching the race without considering the times, you, you sort of feel that Whiskey Cavalier maybe just didn't really hit the line as well as it could have. But you look at the times and you go, well, I can't expect any more to, to that performance. So third up, he's got the gate speed. To, to go forward, he gets his chance to lead here and he gets his chance to get back into the winner's list. So I'll stick with him here, number three, Whiskey Cavalier. Ahead of number six, um, which, of course, is Major Grace from the Emma Stewart stable. She's um, a really good mare, four-year-old. She's won eight from 34. She came back from Tassie. She had a win at Swan Hill, third at Melton, and a win defeating Beach Life last start. You've got to respect uh, the the mayor, and, and we know that she's got good ability. She certainly comes into this race. I thought for Ultimate Vinny, chance that it might actually position itself reasonably well if I sort of feel that Whiskey Cavalier does find the top. Maybe Major Grace goes forward, gets the breeze. Ultimate Vinny might end up in the 1-1, so it might be parked just off the speed here and certainly give itself every chance. I mean, his form around Kafaji and La Captain is very strong for a race of this calibre. So I think he comes into this uh, really well-rated number four, Ultimate Vinny, to the opposition he's been racing against. Five, pull the other leg. We've seen his horse being driven from behind and it's worked pretty well for him in the past. And I think with the stable mate drawn three, Whiskey Cavalier, good chance pull the other leg, may go back at the start and come from back in the field. So three, six, four and five. And then you've got a horse of uh, seven, Let's Rock, Let's Roll, who's a quality horse. But I think Whiskey Cavalier needs, needs to stand up here and I think he gets his chance to win. I uh, I thought Ultimate Vinny was a chance of getting to the front, Rob. Uh, not certain. He's in, his chances improve if he does. Uh, I've tipped Ultimate Vinny. Whiskey Cavalier, pull the other leg, Major Grace, four, three, six, and 5 uh, are my selections there. So uh, it's a good race, though. Smallish feel, but it's still a tricky first leg of the quaddy. You're listening to the Saturday Night Harness Preview, brought to you by the uh, Victoria Harness Racing Club and NRSN, and we're up to race number six, the Sulky, Sulky Dot App Winter Trotters Cup Final. It's a good race. He's all muscle, winning all five this preparation. Uh, from Barry One, he gets out okay, but I, I was thinking he'd probably get crossed at the start, and, and that could really uh, open it up if he does. Yeah, look, I'm risking him because of that reason, Dan. Obviously, Barrier One, we know, can be a trap for, for, for trotters and, and for paces at times. Uh, I feel pretty confident he will get crossed at the start. I think a horse of the calibre of over and out is a very quick beginner. 
I think he's got the natural speed out of the gate to get across. He's all muscle. And then he's all muscle will have to rely on a little bit of luck. And that's not to say it won't come his way. And if it does come his way, you know, he's going to be, you know, really uh, right in it again. He's a very good horse. And uh, we've seen that. He's won six from 12. And he's he's put, uh, you know, a picket fence of wins next to his name this campaign. So it's... Uh, bit embarrassing at times that you're tipping against horses of this uh, nature. However, just the barrier, I feel, is a little bit of a risk factor. Uh, Four Love Gun hasn't done too much wrong for mine. His last two wins uh, have been really impressive. Uh, You know, he hasn't really been used out of the gate. He doesn't have a lot of gate speed. He'll probably just sit back a little bit. And, um, you know, Greg Sugars, he's a bit of a master in manoeuvring his way uh, around, as we know. And I just saw it each way, four love gun. Six Egret's got the gate speed here to keep pressing forward. And, you know, Nathan Jack, look, you know, he led last time and and surrendered the lead. Maybe being a final here, it might be a little bit different. But he's going to be pushing forward. And I think he gets into the race really well, Egret. She's, uh, she's, She's a good mare and she'll run a great race. One, he's all muscle, top quality trotter, just needs some luck. If the luck goes his way, he'll be really hard to beat. Five Covelli Piero, a horse that uh, you sung his praises for last week, Dan. So four each way, ahead of six, one and five. What's, what looks to be a great race? Yeah, look, I, I'm with you with Love Gun. He impressed me last week and he still didn't do it all right. He, he wanted to hang in a little bit, but he's got a terrific uh, acceleration and he's clearly come back better. Uh, Jess and Greg are getting the best out of him, and I still think there was room for improvement. So naturally, balanced up with if he's all muscle, can get crossed at the start, or even if he doesn't, Love Gun gets the right run. He's, he's got the uh, last l- split in him uh, to make it really interesting. So four each way from six, Egret. I thought Egret was a good chance of crossing at the start. He's all muscle. We're really looking at other angles as to why he might get beaten, as to the the reasons why he should win. And he's a very good horse, and that's why he probably should win in the market, has him favourite. But I I think Barry one is that little question mark. And number eight, Zara Malongshot, that could run into the uh, top four, four, six, one and eight. Rob, race number seven is the Pride's Easy Feed, Mary's Idol, Trotter's Free For All, named after quite possibly the greatest harness horse that this country has ever seen Mary's Idol, and he was a trotter. This is a very even race. Can find lots of reasons why uh, these horses can and can't win, uh, and there's lots of reasons for that. Horses first up, horses building fitness, inconsistencies, and barrier draws, and uh, all of it uh, collated makes it a tricky race, but a race that should provide a bit of value. Yeah, look, I'm still pretty keen on Lovici. Um, <clears throat> I've always been a huge rap of this horse. I, I think he's uh, a very, very good trotter. He's won uh, 11 from 24. He's first up since February. And, uh, yeah, for sure. Look, whatever he does, he will improve on. He he won a trial. Uh, he's won, what, he's had three, tr- four trials. He's had a few trials coming into this. Uh, he, he won at Geelong trials and second at Melton. And then he won his trial on the 1st of August. And then he went around on Monday night against the Pacers. Uh, It was a really strong pacing trial, uh, which was taken out uh, by uh, perfect class. And and they ran some really good times. They did go a mile rate of 157.5 for the 2200. And and they really sizzled home. And and Olavici, he he was sharp behind them. He, He was just 
keeping up and he wasn't knocked around and I kept a really close eye on him uh, through my binoculars and I thought, no, nah, you're, you're pretty ready. You're ready to go and I think he'll be really hard to beat. I'm tipping him on top, Olivici. I think he's a very exciting trotter with a really good future ahead of him still. I don't think we've seen the best of him just yet. 9-1 over all who's returned back from... Um, from Sydney with Jess Tubbs and Greg Sugars. Always respect Greg's commentary around this horse. In the past, he, he's always rated this trotter to have loads of uh, natural ability. Uh, he trails out Olivici. I think he'll run a really good race. Uh, three Sleepy from the front row. You know, we know she's a good quality mare. And uh, I've put in number five, Chinese Whisper. But two on top, I think it'll be really hard to beat Olivici ahead of nine, three and five. And I've, I've tipped Sleepy, thinking that she'll be better third up. Olivici, um, very hard to beat. You've made a really good case. I almost feel like wanting to switch them around now, Rob. Um, four nephew of Sunoco, 9-1 overall, three two four nine. But you can make cases for all the others as well. Race 8 is the Katana Jewelers Melton Pace final. Um, I was blown away with talk time last week, Rob. Um, this is a, a mare that I think clearly she was a few lengths behind her um, stable mates, and rightly so. But the way she returned from a spell last week, uh, A, she showed gate speed. She looked fantastic and was outstanding winning, beating a similar lineup here and has got uh, an advantage, I think, with a barrier draw. Tell me why um, something else can beat her, because I can't see it. The only way I can see her getting beaten, Dan, I think if she goes to the lead, uh, I think she just wins the race. He's Ollie is a fast beginner. He likes to lead, and Scotty Ewan's never been the person to, uh, I suppose, take a backward step when it comes to trying to hold the front. And if he's Ollie decides to hold out talk time, I think we've got a race on our hands. I think if talk time strolls to the lead, he's Ollie sits behind it. I think talk time will be winning the race. But he's Ollie seems to go best too when um, you know when he can sort of hold up. So it'll be interesting to see how this race pans out. I can't tip against Talk Time I, like you, Danny. I, I just thought, you know, she was just so impressive. I mean, she went one fifty-five three for the twenty-two hundred fifty-five three last half and just did it so well. And uh, I'm, I'm expecting her to win, and uh, I'm not prepared to tip against her. I think she's the horse to beat to Talk Time. I thought nine nine Perel. Uh, going well, just working up to fitness. Uh, first up for a bit of a break behind talk time, really hit the line nicely, follows it through from the second row. It's going to get a good run. One, he's Ollie. You'd imagine from the draw, you'd think would probably take a sit. And if that's the case, can can certainly battle on for third. And uh, number eight, Rock and Roll Wallop, who should get a soft trip on the pegs, I thought certainly can uh, hold its position. And that's leaving out a horse like Where Seggy, who... I thought was outstanding. He's been racing so well. Two, nine, one and eight for mine. Yeah, I've put two on top. Nine, non-peril. She could improve. I thought she was pretty good first up. Uh, 13, where Seki, 11, Holy Basil. And he's Ollie. I really should have put into the top four, but I've already put them down in concrete. But he looks to get a good run if talk time leads. Two, nine, 13, 11. Rob, the last of uh, nine is the second heat of the HBV Amarillan Matriarch Pace, Dream Maze. Um, she's built up a pretty good record. Uh, to be fair, the only times that she's been beaten, um, there's been pretty good excuses why. Yeah, interesting race. Uh, another interesting one, sort of, you try to look at these small fields and, and you look at the, the tactical side of things and how the race could pan out. 
I thought the natural leader was certainly number six, forgot the wallet. I think it just confined the front just on natural early speed. Obviously, the little query, you know, the, the, the 2200 uh, here is probably, you know, a little bit of a slight question mark. Uh, at times, she seems to go best over those uh, sprint courses. But in saying that, she has won five from 28 and run second on seven other occasions over this middle distance. So it shouldn't be a problem. I thought she'll give you a good sight. Number six, forgot the wallet. Five Dream Mays, very good mare. She's only had the six starts for four wins. She, she's got a few quirks. She's got a few tricks. Um, and providing she doesn't produce any of those tricks, uh, you know that she'll be right in it and she'll be very hard to beat. She Trinky jumped Nana. a dark patch, Rob, last start, I'm told, at, at Kilmore. And as you know, there's a few dark patches around the track and probably doesn't take much to uh, alter her concentration. And that was given as uh, a reason why um, she did what she did. Okay, so that's a good explanation. Always lovely to have and uh, to know. Uh, three Nikki Nana, uh, she much improved run last week. I think we indicated she'd run a much better race. And look, she'll go well. She'll she'll certainly uh, hold her own here. Uh, six, five, and three. And number seven, Orby, who should be a lot fitter for its first up run at Shepparton with the Julie Douglas team, and their team's going really well. So six, five, three, and seven for mine. And I am uh, five, six, three, and seven in the last event. Okay, Rob, let's get to best bets. Uh, I'm going to stick with Olivici. I'm going to go race seven, number two, Olivici, to win first up in the Maori's Idol Trotters free-for-all. Uh, I thought he'd be really hard to beat. Uh, outside of those uh, for the night, probably uh, my, my best roughie, I thought, was race one, number 11, post-game. I just saw it at $34. He was just way over the odds. Happy to play to place interest-free, race two, number one. I think if he can hold up here from the pole position, I think he's got a really good, strong place chance uh, for the night. So uh, race seven, number two, Olivici, I'm going to make him the best bet of the night, best roughy, race one, number 11, post-game, and probably my value place bet is race two, number one, interest-free. And I like race four, number four, Rikiro Rebel, and race eight, number two, Talk Time as my best bets. Might be a good all-up. Uh, value runner, race one, number ten, or each way, best each way, race one, horse number ten, which is Platinum Stride, and also race six, number four, Love Gun, of which we've both given a pretty good push for both those horses, actually, and they represent a bit of each way value. Thank you, Rob. Enjoy your night uh, tomorrow night at Melton. Uh, a lot to look forward to. Yeah, can't wait, Danny. It'll be a fantastic night. We'll be uh, anchoring the Trots Vision coverage, RSN, with their full coverage as well. And hopefully you can tune in and uh, look forward to a fantastic night with Catch a Wave and a Lost Storm. A big thank you to the Victorian Harness Racing Club. If you haven't bought your social club membership as yet, make sure you do so. And happy harnessing, Dan.